Welcome to this week's episode of the Far Aim Podcast and our second episode of the Mailing It In series where we do short 30-minute episodes that are the same length as most other podcasters make their episodes. That gives us a chance to catch up on episodes and all the binge listeners out there to catch up uh, on listening. So we are covering the Lake Erie Islands on this 30-minute episode. And we're covering this because we talk about it all the time and we've always kind of said we're going to Oh, we'll, we'll explain it some other episode. We'll explain it some other episode. So this is basically explaining what are the Lake Erie Islands, why one would go there, and why we're tempted to talk about it all the time. The Lake Erie Islands are near and dear to all three of our hearts because we basically we grew up flying these islands. This is our Alaska backcountry. Uh, not to compare it like it's not anywhere near as hard as flying no. the Alaskan backcountry. But to us, that's it's it's our home turf. It's it's easy to relate stories um, when we're explaining things on the show because we all have so much experience flying these islands. And I feel like it's semi-interesting. Um, I realize this more when I moved down to Florida that, you know, we have the islands, the Bahamas here, which are pretty, pretty cool in Florida. But the, the Lake Erie Islands are... Hold their own weight is a uh, a destination uh, in general, let alone uh, for flying. Uh, they consist of there's three main islands, I would say, North, Middle, and South Bass Island. Would you call those the three main ones? Well, no, no, no. Kelly's Kelly's is bigger than I would do. Putin Bay Kelly's. I mean, the order I put them in, kind of like from a business standpoint, the number of people we took to each island, aside from Peely, which is a Canadian island, which we can talk about. But I put down Putin Bay, and then the next would be Kelly's, and the next would be Middle Bass Island. Yep. In terms of the actual volume of people going to and from the islands, those are the top three. Okay. In that I, order. I would agree with that. Putin Bay is the key west of the north, I would say. Yeah, you guys. The, if either you even been to the West Island, I have. Okay, Mm-mm, I haven't. It's yeah, it's but just, it's been called that. A, I mean, I think even AOPA called it that. It's a little island that's full of bars, basically. Yeah, there's one main strip downtown. Very busy. That is there. packed with bars. Yeah, there's three swimming bars. I should, I should have show prepped more. Um, there's one of the three. They cycle the water a lot, so that you're not. Sitting Standing at a bar in, your own pee. in urine, in other people's urine, like yeah. they it completely recycles the water and filters it like every seven minutes or something. That's pretty. But anyway, sweet. not important. What is important is uh, any of the islands. If you're going there flying, you should probably get a hotel uh, to spend yeah. the night. Or oh, a tarp that you throw uh, over your wing and sleep underneath that. No, I don't. They're pavement. Most of these are well, paved. Okay, well, tied on like all of those at Putin Bay are pavement. Yeah, bring a sleeping bag then. That's fine. Oh, on the asphalt? Yeah, that sounds yeah. luxurious. Yeah, it'll be fine. I guess you'll probably pass out. So what difference? Or is you know what I planned on doing, which I never flew over there and spent the night, was I was just going to pop the seats out of the plane, put them on the ground, and then sleep in the plane. You pop the seats out of the one hundred and fifty. There's plenty of room in there. Why don't we just get 
why don't they just get a hotel room? There's plenty of hotels. Because they're they're sold out. Uh, you can't get a hotel. Yeah, room. they're sold out. Yeah, they're always yeah, sold be. out. You'd have to you have to plan that like now if a you're going year in there. advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with the uh, well, that could have changed things. The COVID. Well, yeah. yeah, it could be different now, but I doubt or it, it could be even worse. Yeah, because people aren't going as far. Right. You know, okay. people Northern Ohio, Southern uh, Michigan, it's in their you, backyard. Scott, you st- you go to Kelly's regularly and Once stay a year. at the resort. Once a year. We book it okay. in like book it in like March and stay there in like June. Okay. But you, um usually it's I mean actually I probably usually book it even before that just because it's sold it's always sold out. Okay, book in advance, or you're going to be sleeping under the wing yeah. of your plane, whenever, which is more whenever luxurious. I spent, whenever I spent the night on Putin Bay, was just on a boat. You know, I never. Yeah, well, this, I've never spent the night in a hotel there. I've always had places to stay or crashed on a boat, but this yeah. isn't a boating podcast, so we're trying to no. fly yeah. there. Or a hotel well, podcast. I said, take, I said most planes, it's pretty easy to pop the seats out. Just pop the seats out, set them under the wing. Sleep in the plane. I don't. I don't recommend this. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Robert Berger recommendation is to get a hotel, book in advance. <laughs> call anything me, less than four stars. Nope. Call, Hard pass. Call me fancy. <laughs> but, That's a Scott, that is fancy. Good money saving tip. I just yeah. most people fly you're gonna, private you're, you're airplanes. Gonna pay, you're gonna pay a lot for a hotel over there. Most people with the means to fly a plane there for the weekend, probably can swing a hotel room. Mm. Just saying, just saying. Probably can, probably don't want to. <laughs> oh, so Putin Bay, let's talk about Putin Bay since we started with that one. Um, I'm, I, I got them all up on air nav here. Putin Bay. I got them all. What do you need to know? Three whiskey, two. It's the identifier on air nav. <laughs> what? W as in whiskey. Three whiskey too. I heard whiskey, not whiskey. I heard whiskey. Oh, oh. well, it sounded funny on my end. Well, that's because you're on the space station, Scott. It sounded like you said it sounded like you said whiskey. No, I heard whiskey. Oh well, whatever. Three whiskey too. See? This is one of the more This is one of the airports out of the islands I least enjoyed going into. I don't know why that is. Just you got some, you got Perry's Monument, which is the gigantic tower that messes with the flight setup, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got yeah, a right pattern. Yeah, pattern yeah. I mean, it depends on how long a final you're going to do. But for most people, if you learned at a bigger airport flying like a Cirrus or something, Cirrus is probably about almost. Within reason, the average pilot, that's probably about the most you're going to want to take in there. And even them, they, they're they like panicked because it's only 2,900 feet long. Um, so if you're used to flying a five-mile final in an ILS, glide slope, all that good stuff, it's going to be different to you because you're making a turn. Your turn to final is in, uh, inside two miles. So my, I'm not sure exactly how far it is anymore, but it's going to be a short final for you. So you're, you're going to be turning final lower than you're used to. So... It, it definitely I mean, presents some challenge. We can go into that, but nobody in a 
small single engine aircraft should have a problem going in there. I mean, it's not hard. I'm, well, yeah, except I just mentioned one, and yeah. I've seen plenty of people have problems doing it, Scott. So you call well, I'm saying that maybe, but it's, there shouldn't. It's I mean, it's 2,900 foot well, how many, how many like Sears? How many times have you flown a Sears into Putin bay Well, never, but... If I, how many times have you flown a Saratoga into Putin bay 2,900 feet should be plenty. Well, um, but I'm telling you it's not. Well, okay. You ever have well, how many accidents in your, in your time working at a specific airport... How many times are there accidents over there? Well, all yeah, the a, time. A few, yeah. For for a reason. Yeah. Well, if you're in a 172, 150, all that good stuff, it's gonna be no problem. But 2,900. I, just, I feet guess I just don't. Not, I guess I just don't think of 2,900 feet as being short. Well, I would tend to agree with you, but because I, I mean, mean, you got you got middle bass that's 1,800 feet, <laughs> and nobody goes in there for that reason. Well. Right, I guess. Yeah, I, well, I, would, I mean, if you're going that route, rattlesnakes fifteen hundred. That's only three hundred feet less. Well, yeah. What's the big yeah. deal? Yeah, that's private though. It's a private, yeah, that's private. island. I, well, I, yeah, I agree. I agree, but okay. I've only, uh, I've only been in there once. Fifteen hundred foot. Even the people that have homes there with their own airplanes, they don't fly in there for the really? most part. Mm-hmm. Or are very selective when they do. The wind has to be just right. Very short runways on the Lake Erie Islands. You've got to either be in an airplane that's easily can handle short runways, or you got to be on your game. It, the airplanes get to a point where even if you're on your game, there's still you're still not getting one in there, just because of the the limitations. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that. Scott, I'm not not trying to say that 2,900 feet is like. Oh my God, like smoke your brakes, blow out tires, or you're going to roll off the end. But if you're trying, you're coming over the the trees, and remember at Putin Bay, there's, you know, pretty tall trees at both ends. Yeah. And then you try to end up doing, if you try to do a good landing, it is difficult. You don't necessarily have the wiggle room to, if you've misjudged, it just depends. If you're in a Cirrus, used to a glide slope, and you're used to coming in with all that vertical guidance, and you're going to land right on the, you know, whatever, right on your aiming point, if you're used to all of those cues to help get you to the perfect landing spot, those aren't there, and you're left to just stick and rudder, and it's a displaced threshold as well, mind you, landing um, 2-1, but uh, actually, they, mo- they both might be. It's been a long time, but you, if you lose all those cues and it's just stick and rudder and you try to do a good landing at the end, it's not always that simple. Remember, you used to come in, you're used to coming in at 65 miles an hour. The well, Sears yeah. is doing like 95 knots. Yeah. Well, it's a big difference and it's not easy to slow down. It doesn't have the 40 degrees of flaps well, you're used to. They could always pull the chute. Well, there is that. That might help. That might Unless help. you do get it on the ground and you're relieved from sweating bullets like your first solo uh there are plenty of bars to have a a stiff yeah. drink at before you uh, book into your hotel for the evening or or sleep under the wing what if you have a low wing scott there's plenty of room low wing there. pilots still out there plenty, still plenty of room throw a tarp over there good to go why don't we just take a tent that's what i'm thinking if you if you're camping well, i feel like a tarp is easier yeah easier but what about the bug bites man you're gonna light a citronella candle too yeah, you'd be fine. And that is a good oh. point. There's plenty of camping, I know, on Kelly's. I assume Putin Bay as well. I don't yeah. know about campgrounds. I, I, I just think, I think they do have the right, campground. 
They probably do. If you get the right tie down spot, get make sure it's you know up against the grass, not up against like the concrete road, and pitch the tent in the grass. I'm sure people do yeah. that. Yeah, I wonder if you're allowed to. Anybody care? This would be great if we're giving this advice, and then someone does it and gets in trouble, and they just point to the far end hey, podcast. We always talk about yeah. pre flight planning. Number one rule: pre flight planning. And that's another thing. So we talk about that. And of course, you know, you're going there to probably have a good time. But if let's say you take your family, the, the township ordinance, you know, you can't take off for land after dark. After dark. So there's, what happens there's if no you lights. Do? What's that? What happens if, what happens if you, if you do? Nothing. I've done Nothing. I've done it. Um, but yeah. it was kind of under the the concept that it was a essential worker we were moving. It was the um Ohio Edison. Yeah. Okay. It was so it was kind of like they needed him to get there. But suppo- I mean, I've heard and stories of people saying like, uh, "I'm go watch me. I'm going to go take off. And then oh, they yeah, right in front yeah. of the cop. So, yeah, yeah. Like Scott told about. that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's the only one. Um, but. They, well, that's I, just a, that's just a town ordinance, right? That's not a, that's not a FAA thing, is it? No, you can take, I mean, you do it at your, you do it at your place. Yeah, you mean as far as that specific airport? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not like a ordinance. okay. So it's not like a, it. yeah, it's not like an like a FAA airport operations thing. It's just yeah, yeah, a township ordinance. Because, so I mean, just Kelly's has it too. Of, no, no, because they're they have runway lights and all that stuff. They're they're cool okay. with it. Yeah. But so the the township we're talking about. So Putin Bay is part of uh, well, Putin Bay Township, which. There's a three island segment called the Bass Islands. You have uh, South Bass, which is Putin Bay, and then Middle Bass, and then North Bass. They are all under Putin Bay Township. So the township ordinance applies to all three of those airports, even though they're on three different islands. I did not know that. So there's no night flying out of North Bass or Middle Bass? No. And what about does Middle Bass still have two runways? Yeah. Okay. The one's privately owned. You know, it's owned by a, um, what you, like an association. It I doesn't believe. show that it's private, though. Is it? I always just went in there, I but I know I some. I, I know somebody up. who's got a you're house. Talking about the in grass. There, so. You're talking about the grass one. Yeah. yeah. It, on the on the map, it, on the sectional, it doesn't show it as private. It's kind of um, sketchy going in now. There. I'm not so Sandusky wasn't shown as private either, but it's obviously privately owned. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But it's, so. That means Huron is private. Huron is privately owned, but it's public use. Yeah, I didn't say anything. What do you? Oh, what okay. Do you, okay. I thought. Wait, I, thought you, I thought you were saying like it's a it's somebody's private strip. It is, but it's it's open to the public. Yeah. Anybody can go land there. Okay. Yeah. Well, you made it sound like you, it's not a P on the sectional chart. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have a P, and it means anybody can land there. Oh, I see. I, okay, I see what you mean. You know? Yeah. Like Matherfield, if you look at a Detroit sectional um, right. airport that Scott and I's instructor used to own. So it's private. That is a yeah. private strip. Um, yeah. You need the permission of the owner to go in and out of that, unless it's like an emergency, obviously. That's why they show them on the sectional chart still. Says if there's an emergency, it is a strip you could put it down in. That That's correct information rightly i'm not making yeah. stuff up all right yeah yeah you'll see on a, on a sectional you see the the r's and an r 
in a circle, just meaning restricted use, basically the same thing. And gotcha. then like when you go to the information block, it should say PVT for private. Yeah. And yeah. then the name of the airport. I don't have anything handy to even look at, but. Gotcha. So yeah, you covered the Bass Islands. That's why I was, that's why I said the main islands. Those are Middle Bass. I mean, compared to North Bass, it's more stuff going on, but there's not a lot of Middle Bass going on. No. Um, uh, there's and there's, there's like a lot a, of cottage owners on Middle Bass. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, but as far as like an outsider and a winery. Yeah. There's a, there's a winery and a few bars, I think. Yeah, you need, yeah, a rest, yeah, a restaurant, yeah. And I mean, I guess if you're looking at it that way, it just, you pretty much, yeah, you're a cottage owner if you're going up there or you're a friend of a cottage owner. Yeah. There's not much for you there if you're just going as like a tourist. Yep. And then North so Bass, there's like, what, 11 people that live on North Bass? That's that's what it was last I knew. I mean, something around in there, but I'm sure that's dwindled. I know it's dwindled by a couple since then. Really? So maybe we're down to 11. People moved off? No, the other way out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, North Bass is very... It it's a public runway. You can land there. I would. Yeah, I would land there. there. Yeah, it's more of just the challenge. I would go up there and land. And I thought it was cool just because it's one of the more remote places I've taken my plane back in the day. I, not that I've taken yeah. my plane to remote places, but not that it's far away. It's just that it's there's nobody there. Yeah, you feel so like you're in the middle of nowhere. The only reason you do that is if you're just like me and. Back when I was practicing, I was bored. I go just land at all the Lake Erie Island airports, with the exception of Rattlesnake because it's private, and the exception of Peely because it's Canadian. But all the uh, all the public American ones, I would just go do a lap around. So I've actually been in a North Bass and Middle Bass a bunch of times, just in my own little in my own plane privately. But yeah, they're chal- they're challenging. I mean, that's as close to you know. For us, I mean, you get a lot of the sense of the the bush flying kind of dragging it in, for lack of a better term, and and putting it down because you don't have that much real estate really to work with. And I mean, I, we're only talking, you know, like North Bass, like you said, is only eighteen hundred feet, but when you that so that runway is oriented north south one and one nine. It's not often that you have the wind really working with you. So you got a crosswind, you got wind coming through the trees, it's gusty. And yeah, I'm sure there's somebody who, who's like an awesome pilot saying like, oh yeah, it's whatever. That doesn't sound like much. Well, when it's blowing 30 knots and you only have 1,800 feet to do a halfway decent landing, uh, it, you use up a lot of runway. And we joke on previous episodes about there being a lot of gods of aviation in Northern Ohio. Uh, many of those gods have are gods because they kind of cut their teeth on the Lake Erie Islands. Yeah. You got to use a lot of aeronautical decision-making and, and the type of operations you're doing out there. I mean, it's, it's, it's stick and rudder. And I mean, I never, at least in my, my, my career flying the islands, uh, for, well, I guess it was really only three years of actual Island flying professionally. I don't, and I don't know any day that we stopped because of the wind velocity. Yeah. Yeah. I know I it's happened. Flying in some but, pretty crazy wind. Oh yeah. I mean, you'd do 40 knots. You'd go, you'd, you'd be on common frequencies and you would hear nobody else all day long. Yeah. You know, 
you got the snow flurries coming through. And that's another thing that people don't think about is you got some of these short runways covered with snow. Oh yeah. I remember that. I remember, you know, you got to first thing in the morning, you get there and you got to call the township and Hey, did you plow the airport yet? Cause you're, you're running the school kids, you know, you're, you're, you're flying over there picking up, you know, or you're taking a teacher over or you're taking a utility worker over. You're bringing school kids, some school kids off because these, some of these islands have schools. Some of these kids will fly from one island to another island to go to school. You know, so you have, you have this, this weird first morning things that are happening that are kind of time critical, the mail, the U.S. mail every day. And, you know, you're checking, did, is the runway even usable right now? Right. Well, so even if they plow it, through, even if they plow it, it's still slick because they don't get, you know, it's not like it's it bare concrete be. or bare pavement after the plow runs over it. They're still a thin And some days they can keep, they keep drifting over. Like if oh, yeah. A bunch of snow, drifts over it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It drifts over terrible. Yeah. So the snow drifts, you know, you think if you're flying, you know, you got 30 knots. And of course, the way these runways are aligned, none of them are aligned with the prevailing wind. So you're always getting some drifting from the south, from the north. Most of them seem to be kind of a an east-west type run. So you're getting these, you know, hellacious winds out of the northeast, you know, and it's all the the uh, snowplow, you know, the township snowplow can do. Um, and of course, you know, you're, you're talking to multiple municipalities. Kelly's Island, which we bring up a lot, is obviously the village of Kelly's Island. So they have their own municipalities. That's one phone call you got to make. And you might do your, you might be able to get in on your first run, but then before, you know, it might be a couple hours. And this is so hard for a lot of people to understand. So, and I didn't want to get into, well, I guess I kind of do because it's what I like talking about, but it's kind of like an airline to like, like Bush flying and airlines put together. It's somewhat scheduled. So you think you're going to these, you know, islands like Kelly's Island has like a hundred people that live there year round, but you have these utility workers and you have people going to doctor's appointments and groceries and newspapers and, and the mail and UPS and FedEx and, and, um, uh, the, the school kids, like I talked about. So you end up doing, you know, 10, 13 flights a day over there with all these various people. So you might be able to get a few of your flights done in the morning, but you know, by lunchtime, you got a flight after lunchtime and it's been blowing snow. Even though the snow's done, it's crystal clear out. Those win- those uh, runways can still drift over. It caused some significant problems. So it's just another thing. And obviously every, you know, type of operation like that has to deal with it. But ma- it makes it interesting when you only have like Kelly's Island, for example, 2,200 feet. So, yep. And that's a good point. Um, summertime is the only time of year worth going. And fall, there's some beautiful fall days. As well, um, avoid it in the winter because you're going to go there and every yeah, everything's closed. Yeah. I've ended up over on Kelly's. I love Kelly's Island. I make a point to go up there. I've been there in the winter time for various reasons. It's like there's there's one. The pump is the only restaurant open. There's like three locals sitting in there, and it's I don't even know if Gary keeps that open anymore. And not if, not not that I know of. At the end, if there. the uh, if the lake freezes over the Putin Bay will get pretty hopping with snowmobiles, though. So. Yeah, you can run snowmobiles over. That's yeah. that's yeah. uh that doesn't happen very often, though. No, it hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, I did it once, but that was. Years I mean, ago. They, I mean, sometimes. I mean, a lot of people can't really even identify with, with this, but sometimes you can drive a car from the mainland over to the island. Drive a car. Yeah, they used to line line them with Christmas trees, old Christmas yeah. trees, Christmas trees. Yep, to make like a road, yeah. and you go yep. boat ramp yep. to boat ramp. Yep. From Marblehead. 
And then there's, you know, some guys who can have like these ice boats, but are basically like those, what are they? Almost Air like boats. those flat bottom, like uh, swamp boats yeah. with a big fan yeah. on the end or on the back. Yeah. And they're using those, but those are kind of wind sensitive and you catch an edge, you know, if you're kind of, cause you crab, you know, like an airplane, you kind of track yeah. you, the nose might be pointed differently than where you're going. Yeah. And, um, I guess those can cause some problems and have scared some people over the years, but. There's various methods, but to me, obviously, airplanes are the way to go. It's the most, yeah. most so, foolproof. So both Kelly's Island and Putin Bay, if you're gonna if you want to visit, we've sold you on the greatness of the Lake Erie Islands. Uh Putin Bay and Kelly's are both great places to party and great places to bring your family. I would say Putin Bay is more so great place to party, yeah. and Kelly's Island is more so great place to take the family. Yeah, uh, keep for, that sure. In mind. yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. It's um putting put bay. Can get rowdy. When I was 21, 22, 23, I preferred putting bay. Now I prefer Kelly's. Yeah. So. I always preferred Kelly's because I was working there in my early 20s. Yeah. Just so I know everybody over on the island. Even to this day, I go over there and I, I just run into people I haven't seen in a while. It's I, I, I've got no desire to go to putting bay. No, not anymore. It's always crowded too. Well, I don't know about now, but I mean, there's always every t- last couple times I've been over there. It's just completely packed. Just, yeah, it is. It's cute. It's like Key West yeah. of the Great Lakes. It's a it's a nut house. Um, yeah. Middle Bass, not so much. I haven't been there in a long time. Got to have a cottage. Yeah. yeah, you could go. There are hotels on there, like a resort. Yeah, yeah. like that's like so. That's like you're trying to rack up, like you've already done Kelly's and put in Bay and you want more. You're like to just really up your Lake Erie Island game. Like that's really the only reason you'd go to Middle Bass. And North Bass is, I mean, that's there's nothing. You there. basically just go there if you want to put it in your logbook. Like there's no other reason to really visit there other than to have that airport in your logbook. Well, occasionally there's one that somebody built a hangar and they um they put on a little like fly in there. Uh, North Bass? Yeah, I don't think they get much turnout uh, for obvious reasons, but I didn't even know there a was a lot of people can't imagine this. I mean, there is nothing there. It, it is a north-south runway paved. I mean, it's decently paved too, but um, there's enough ramp space in the small ramp for maybe five airplanes, six airplanes, and there's a little shack. I mean, that has a wind. Like literally, it's a shack. It's probably eight by eight by eight, eight by 10 with a, with, with the, and then the mailboxes for the Islander there. So when we would deliver the mail, you get a key from the post office and you go in there and you unlock each individual person's mail slot and put the mail in. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's all, it's all in that little building. Now that's really its own. That's really the only reason is for dropping off freight and packages for people to come get later. And there's literally less than 10 people that live on the island, even during the summer. I don't know what happened. There are some summer people. There are weekenders. There are several families, several, I mean, maybe five families total that go up there in, in the uh, in the summer for the okay. weekend. And there's probably other, well, because you do, uh, they do have some marinas, some, you know, small marinas, and they do fill up with boats. Okay. So there may be people that have their own boats that, you know, just never flew that I never met, but there were some. Okay, maybe there's three three families that fly often. Okay. 
So, but yeah, I mean, it's dead. I mean, it's, 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 it's dead. And I think the state of Ohio owns most of the Island now. Yeah. I knew that. Cause I was, I always thought it'd be cool to like have a property up there, but like every oh, I'd time love to have property up there, every time there's one for sale, the state of Ohio buys it up. They own over 50% of the Island now. Hmm. Yeah. That's sad. Um, and then rattlesnake, uh, private club, unless you've got, Hundred, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy your initial membership just to get in. If you're, if you can get an invite to go in there, right? And then a bunch of yearly fees. It's, it's, you got to have some serious money or be serious. friends with some people with some serious money to be uh, invited on Rattlesnake Island. So that's not really relevant for. We won't really waste much time yeah, on that. You can't really fly in there. Uh, no. You know, it's not practical for really anybody. And even if it was, unless you have a super cub and a fair amount of skill, I wouldn't even bother going in there. Yeah, it's um, the runway is, doubles as the golf course. Part of the golf course. And they, they, I think they have, you know, nine, I don't know how many holes. I think they have nine holes. They shoot skeet off the one side of it sometimes. And there's kids on golf carts driving across. It just basically sounds like Scott's place. And again, because there's also peacocks and turkeys running around. So sometimes you have to go around for those and do a low and pass and get people off the runway. Only 1,500 foot. And it's only yeah. 1,500 feet. But according to you, Scott, that's plenty. So whatever. 1,500 just, is just go over top of them and land after. 20, 29 is plenty. 1,500 is getting a little short. Okay. So if you don't have millions and millions and millions of dollars to play with for a membership to Rattlesnake Island, you want to experience a little bit of what it's like, uh, refer to you to our previous episode, 88 Delta. Um, it's grass. <laughs> there are kids driving golf carts across the runway, uh, random wildlife, peacocks and birds. Um, kind of get a gist for it. Um, somebody might be out there, you know, there's enough drinks going around. They might be playing golf on the runway too. Uh, I don't know if that's ever nah. happened, but wouldn't surprise me if it did. Not recently, anyway. So then before we wrap this up, um, Peely is the only one we have not mentioned, uh, which is a Canadian island. Mr. Griffin, you are by far the most familiar with this one. I've never, I've been up there once. Um, I just was flying shotgun in, a, in the Islander one time and then landed and turned around. I've never left the actual airport area. Other than when I was super little, my parents took me there, but I was too young to even remember it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a port of entry, so that's one thing that makes it pretty practical. Um, if you're trying to clear customs to go into Canada, um, it's pretty easy in and out. Um, and a lot of times, customs won't even be there for you. They're pretty typically pretty swamped with meeting the um, commercial or the air, the commercial operator that flies in there. Um, in, in the summer, cause they, you know, they do 10, 10, 10 flights a day ish and multiple airplanes per like per flight, if you will, to fit the number of people as needed. So customs is pretty much uses up all their available, like working hours, clearing them. And so as a private, when you go up there as a, as a private aircraft clearing, uh, customs in Canada, um, they're not, they don't really have any availability to, to meet you, even if you're there at the same time, which is ironic the way they, the way they work it. But, um, uh, normally you'll just call can if you're used to clearing customs at all in an airplane, there's a number one, 800 can pass, 
you know, um, uh, or something like that. One eight 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 can pass. Doesn't matter if you're you're familiar with customers. You're familiar with what I'm talking about. Um, you'll call that and they'll basically ask you if anything's changed because you got to call them ahead of time and all the normal custom stuff for flying. And um, they'll ask you pretty much, has anything changed? You'll say no. And they'll say, okay, here's your report number <laughs> so that you can prove that you called and got cleared. Um, so it's pretty easy in and out if you want to clear customs there. Um, uh, man, I'm, I've probably been in there 10,000 times. I probably cleared <laughs> customs that way because you do it 10 times it. a day for you know, all summer long for three years adds up. So you, um, is Peely somewhere where you could go and visit and enjoy? Like if there hotels and stuff or there, I mean, there's like bed and breakfast, which is the, definitely the way to go. I, I would say it's definitely a hidden gem. Of course it's near and dear to my heart now, but, um, the, uh, there, there are definitely places, but, uh, with the pre-flight planning, you're going to have to really kind of search and you may have to call multiple people to finally get in contact with who can set you up with, with a room or whatever. But there's, you know, somebody just built a brewery there. There's a big winery there. Um, there's a couple bars, few, few bars, few restaurants. Um, there's more, I would say it's more hospitable for the casual tourist there than, uh, middle bass De- uh, north bass is not you know good for tourists at all i mean i would say zero um I, I think i enjoy it it's worth going in there maybe walking around if you have a bike you can fold up take it to north bass but that's pretty much it enjoy the day and then go home go for like a hike or whatever but other than that just just go in there to say you did it um people there's a lot more because there's a lot of nature a lot of nature um you know for reasons to be up there um they do have campgrounds but you have to deal with the, the the hassle of doing the custom stuff. I don't know what that's worth to you, you know, to, to certain people. You know, if, if it's something you're used to doing, and I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, you file the APIS paperwork, which we can go into at another time, but there's a little bit of paperwork and a couple phone calls, and you're pretty much good. Stick to get, you know, stick to your time, you know, when you're supposed to be crossing the border or landing. Other than that, if you do that, you're good. But weather, weather can change that. You know, you may have to push your departures back and things like that. So there are considerations, but not, I, um, not too much. I just nodded, Joe, to just made a note uh, in my list of potential episode ideas for uh, clearing customs into Canada. Um, I feel yeah. like we could make an episode on that. So at some point, totally. probably not this year, but probably next totally. year, we'll uh, we'll do an episode on that. And uh, Peely is definitely the biggest island geographically speaking of the lake area islands correct yeah yeah, yeah. i mean by by i think it's double by far i think yeah. kelly's is probably the next the next as far as square mileage and it's probably double that or more i would yeah, think by more than double yeah. and it's the furthest one from mainland u.s which makes sense it's actually in canada but it's only 20 miles from the mainland u.s but that's only it's only i want to say it's almost directly the way the border cuts down North Bass is almost in line with Peely and um, almost, I mean, it is slightly South and some of it may overlap, but um, I'm, I'm trying to picture it, but obviously hard to do, but um, the way the border cuts, uh, it is probably, man, I would say North Bass to North Bass Island to Peely Island airports. I mean, they're probably only like eight, five, eight miles apart, maybe eight miles apart. I'm interested to know now, but yeah, they're probably only five mile, five or eight miles apart. 
So not yeah. far. Yeah, probably. So you got to worry about gliding distance issues if you're kind of OCD and conservative like that. But, you know, and hopefully the ceilings work with you. So you're not because there, there are instrument approaches. That's another thing. There's no instrument approaches to any of the islands. Um, and That's if you're an instrument point. pilot, yep. that, that makes sense. You know, Putin Bay is only uh, 2,900 feet. Kelly's only 2,200 feet. And North Bass and Middle Bass are both 1,800 feet. So that makes sense. Um, put, or uh, Peely coming in, I believe it's like 3,200 feet. And they do have a GPS approach and an NDB approach, but who even knows how to fly those anymore? Uh, they do have right. a GPS approach to the one uh, runway two uh, one zero because that one's coming in over the water, so there's no obstacle issues. But yeah, yeah, it's not really practical to to file IFR to get up there. You're just going to end up. I mean, unless it makes it easy in through airspace, like Cleveland. You know, if you're coming from the east file and, and you can file ifr do that and then they can get you over there and but you're gonna want to stay high or the so. west coming through detroit airspace too yeah 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 i guess you would all right yeah. let uh i think we've almost gone a little over our 30 minutes here so we we'll did. start to wrap it up here um live we are at some point going live, we've mentioned it in the last couple episodes, uh, robertberger.com backslash live, or just go to robertberger.com, B-E-R-G-E-R, and uh, it should be in the menu. And uh, email, sign up for email there. I need to check that. We've Now we've actually had some episodes. I wonder if people are signing up for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so put your email in there, and then I'll, um, once we, as we figure out how we're going to do it, the, the details, um, I'll just kind of keep, who is ever interested posted via email. If uh, you sign up for that, uh, if you're not interested, you just want to continue listening to the feed as it's been in 2020, just continue on listening. Uh, nothing's going to change except for maybe some live references you'll hear from when we recorded it live. Um, we'll try to keep, I don't know how I'll do that and edit. It's all very much up in the air. Um, speaking of email, do I just want to email us directly? That is our preferred method of communication. My email is F-A-R-A-I-M at robertberger.com, spelled B-E-R-G-E-R, the German way, not the sandwich way. Mr. Griffin is F-A-R-A-I-M at leegriffing.com, G-R-I-F-F-I-N-G. And Scott can be reached at F-A-R-A-I-M at scottboris.com, B-O-R-E-S. And we do appreciate um, you guys listening. Uh, if you like this episode and like the podcast, we'd love for you to consider a five-star review. Uh, if you make that a five-star written review in the uh, Apple Podcast app, or I don't know, if I have the service that will do other apps too. Uh, I'll get notified. Um, so yeah, we'll, we try to read those on the air. We do. If they're good reviews. We read them. Even if you have something bad to say and would like us to bring it up, make the review five stars and then just write something mean. That's that's fine too. They that's can't, one way to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah, can't. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Apple Podcast app has the technology to know that it's actually a negative review if you actually click on a five out of five stars. But we'll so, know. But we'll know. We'll know. It'll be interesting. Um, that is. That's all I got for this one. Um, got to sleep so i'm awake hi <laughs> wide awake here Looking i am down. here i am I all right we mentioned before scott uh you can watch scott fall asleep live in 2021 i, go, um, I get show. up early i don't sleep in like you kids do every day 
I get up at 6 a.m. every day. That's sleeping All in. Right. 4 a.m. Okay. is when I get up. All <laughs> right. Lunch at six. See you, everybody. Take All care. Right, see you. Thanks a lot, guys. See you all later. Thank you.